Hey, we're here. Hey, we're in here the, in the podcast zone. Oh my god, my favorite zone. In the podcast zone, get in the zone, the podcast zone. Yeah, we got a new voice on yeah. this show. That's me. Hello, it's Noise Zaddy. It's Noise Zaddy. Wait, can, he's here. Can I give you a formal introduction? Yeah, go for it. Okay, let me get into this. Well, are you getting into character? Yes. Or okay. Introducing <laughs> the incomparable, the legendary, the magnificent Gregory P. Mahan, also known as Noise Addy. Ironically, that introduction created a lot of work for me because Alex was very loud, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Whoops. Are we, we going to keep that? Hell yeah, we're gonna keep that. <laughs> okay, that sounds really. Yeah, good. that's funny. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world when Alex just Alex's voice got really loud and Greg just slowly went to one of the knobs <laughs> and just turned it down. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to turn knobs, turn, turn a knobs and taking jobs. I don't know what I was gonna go with that. Yes. I wanted. To, yeah, uh, Greg. I think by now you've realized that I uh, have a really loud voice. Um, oh. You, so, but when we were when we were in our nice days of recording in a closet, you kind of like to sit back away from your microphone, so you're really quiet. Okay, but, that's fair. But yeah. like by now, you've realized that uh, I have a loud voice, and I just have to say thank you for dealing with it. You're welcome. Thank you it's, for dealing with it. It's my pleasure. I'm I glad. mean, that's why they pay you the big bucks. I have to legally dis- disclose that I'm paid zero bucks. <laughs> Would you like us to change that? No. Okay. okay. No, I'm having a blast. Oh, good. I'm, ha- I'm having a blast. I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now. I've just looked over at Matt Hayes' glasses yeah. frames. Yeah. And I've realized that I think that I ordered the same glasses frames <gasps> in my pick five box from Warby Parker. Good. Matt, do you wear the Gilberts? Uh, I don't know. I think that might be, it might say it on the other No, it's called Chamberlain. Okay. Uh, I think there's a, a similar glasses that's uh, called the Gilberts where it's short. No, it's either shorter or taller. And the bottoms are like more red than they are yellow. So they're kind of orangey. Yeah. So we might have similar glasses if we... That could be cool. I have a big wide head. So I ordered very wide frames. Mm-hmm. So I think the Gilberts are like the wider version mm-hmm. of the glasses that you that you wear. Uh, a thing that we uh, aren't paid to talk about at all is Warby Parker. And I love Warby Parker. Let's do a Warby Parker ad. Let's Guys, do it right now. Let's do it right now. Let's do a Warby Parker <laughs> let's ad. Let's get read. this sponsorship let's get let's get the sponsoring bread uh we are not actually sponsored by i want to get i now that i know that like ordering glasses is like not that hard to do it's like i i like i'm kind of like i want glasses (laughs) kind of thing you know what i mean i want to get there's like a canadian to completely just throw a javelin into our warby parker ad yeah there's a canadian site called zenny optical yes Ooh. and they they literally sell like all metal frames with lenses for like 23 dollars, <gasps> which i can only imagine is a byproduct of the fact that canada wants their citizens to be healthy and have health care that sounds really cool i, I wish we could like. have that yeah. i really do <laughs> yeah See, I, I need to get in on this. Uh, just sweet healthcare. <laughs> just sweet healthcare. <laughs> I need to get in on this uh, Warby Parker train because literally all of my eyewear has just been like 
gotta go to the eye doctor yeah gotta go to lens crackers and spend six hundred thousand dollars on new glasses yeah gotta gotta get that nice selection of what only my health insurance covers which is like three glasses and i was lucky with these uh clear frames i like your, I, I do like your clear frames a lot like i was considering it and i was just like alex and i are gonna be hanging out a lot and people will see us and be like you guys both have clear glasses you know i've got to say that was that was a uh, part of my decision making of what frames i was going to choose you know what Mm. You would look snazzy with any glasses you wear. I appreciate that. Thank mm. you so much. And please send me pictures, Greg, when you get your pick five box. Yes, I please. do want to have. I do want to see them. This is really us all talking about the glasses that we own in vague terms. Is such good content for it's such an good audio, audio only yeah. podcast. I mean, I'm I'm figuring that a lot of people that do listen to the show know all three of us and know what yeah. glasses we do have. <laughs> so it's fine. I mean, I mean, I mean, Jimmy hasn't met us in person, but has seen the same three static pictures of us in the Hardly T group chat yeah. for so long that I think he knows what our glasses look like by now. <laughs> oh. But yeah, yeah, I just I just looked over at you mm-hmm. and I was like, hold on a minute. Black I'm, black top and then like black a, top, black top tunnel puller express. Continue. A, <laughs> and then and then like a gold like half like transparent underside I was yeah like, are those are those the gilberts i also want to buy david the gilberts. gilberts because they remind me of brian david gilbert yeah who i don't know if alex wedge has seen the content that do you know who man, brian do you know who brian david gilbert is the, the name sounds familiar um i'll show you him later because it's important that you see but him. what kind of content does uh, he's on polygon.com uh <coughs> and, uh, I don't know what that platform is. Uh, he has a nice, like, ten or fifteen minute long video, it's fifteen whole minutes uh, about um, the and what his opinion is the correct Zelda timeline, um, including all spinoffs, including the Monopoly board game. I'm, I, I'm it's so I'm, good, I'm, and he looks so I'm, good. <laughs> yeah, he he has a he has a vest in that video that led to my sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Vest will do that for men and women, especially vest, lesbians. Uh, ve- uh, vest friends. Vest friends. I have, oh, a vest, I have a vested interest. That's really good. Thank you so much. Vest, vest friends would be such a good podcast name. It. Um, I have to be very clear that that is a source fed joke and not my own. Oh, okay. okay. There, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Please do know that I'm not funny. I just take other people's jokes. <laughs> well, thank you for being honest. Yeah, no problem. You're welcome. Um, uh, we are finally on a podcast, all three of us, mm-hmm. and we yeah. should we should like like I don't know catch up. What's been going on in y'all's lives that you can talk about on a podcast? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I've been busy. You've been busy. I've been b i. Z A Y. Bizay. Um and the way you spell that is the way that Syndrome says Bizay in uh the first Incredibles movie. Ooh. Ooh someone's getting yeah, Bizay. Um you know what? Uh I've I, I have the luxury of yeah. working with some wonderful talented people. Yep. Um and very uh intellectual people. Mm-hmm. Um and it is amazing how people who we know um who have many degrees from uh, prestigious schools? Yes, um, can still crack a good fucking joke. Oh yeah, because you know what? It it seems like 
in media. Yeah. The way uh like anyone with like a degree from an Ivy League is like a 80 85 year old white man who's just miserable with yes. his life. Uh that is that is wrong. Yeah. Um It's like it's it's the the stereotype that academics are stuffy, yeah. but no. Not necessarily. Not at all. Especially in especially theater. With, especially, especially, yeah, especially with, yeah, especially in theater. And like you, like you also think like Shakespeare people are also stuffy. Not at all. I, I, I've seen some foul language from Shakespearean, <laughs> Shakespearean, uh, I've seen <laughs> some foul. foul. <laughs> Thank God. What's yeah. up with you, Greg? What you doing? What you up to? I'm up to like eight different jobs. Nice. Sim- simultaneously. I, I won't. I won't bore the podcast listeners by listing off all of those and instead will say that I, I've I've gone from being a student uh, to uh, being someone who, who conducts uh, bidness, <laughs> uh, B-I-D-N-E-S-S, Good. Uh, which is the uh, correct pronunciation. Yeah. And spelling. Uh, and yeah. Spelling. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, yeah. As I was finishing up my degree, mm-hmm. uh, me me and the University of Massachusetts Lowell looked each other dead in the eyes and said, not yet. And so now I work here and it's awesome and I'm having a blast uh, and I get to work with a lot of awesome people and I'm I'm glad that I'm sticking around. I'm glad that you're sticking around. I'm glad you're sticking around. I, I also, uh, two people that I know, one of, one of whom is a good friend of mine and then another person who I know through uh, this good friend messed around last week and they said, we're going to start a record label. <laughs> um, uh, you mind if I just mess around and start a record label? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I, gu- I guess my, I guess my shameless plug for the week uh, <laughs> is that uh, if you go, go on over to Plexus media uh, on Twitter uh, you'll see a record label oh. uh, that my friend started hmm. that a track that I uh, produced and mastered actually launched oh. on uh, this morning. That's great. At midnight. Who's uh, who do we who's it, whose track is it? Uh, it's Mitch Dion's. Oh, uh, I he, know of him. Yeah. Uh, he was a percussion performance uh, student here uh, and he composed a piece for three marimbas and vibraphone called Lanes. Uh, and we released it this morning. I will wow. listen to it after the podcast. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good fun time. I had a blast working on it. Good, I'm glad. What's up with you, Matt? Um, all responsibilities uh, just hit me all at once, and I can't wait to, to suffer, struggle, and you know, do all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex and I are seeing Troy Sivan and Kim Petras tonight in the Wang Theater in Boston, and we're real excited about that. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna see Troy, and he's gonna bloom like a flower. And then Kim Petras is gonna be like, "Oh, hey, it's spooky Halloween." I'm spooky song. in German. Here I am, and then, and then we'll go home and say that was a great time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting to be on like the other side of like the like academia like system now because yeah. I just like go into my office every day and like go about my uh and again i quote bidness yeah (laughs) um and i just like do my work and like nothing really changes and then occasionally i'll just like look outside my office yeah like every couple of weeks and everybody will 
be on fire <laughs> in the lobby of my academic building. Yeah. And I'll go, oh, I guess a thing is happening in like student world. And I'll yeah. like look at the calendar and I'll be like, must be midterms. Yeah. That's here now. Which That's for, here? Yeah. Is is it the time? It's a, this, this week I'm having a midterm, which okay. I will die yeah. at. I already had a midterm. That's good. I got a grade back. Is that not back. a good grade? And oops. Oops. You know, you know when a professor says, hey, here's a study guide, but don't rely on the study guide. And then you only rely on the study guide. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there. We've, We've all, all been, been there. Yeah. So we're going to get that grade back up. And uh, for those uh, not watching at home, Alex just did a little like a little whip dance. Yeah, you're welcome. He just made a whip. He did a whip. Hey, guys. Uh, a movie that I saw last night and Gregory <gasps> saw last week. Who a movie that Alex did not want to see, <laughs> but I have a lot of opinions about it. <laughs> I'm so glad that you have a lot of opinions on is uh, the Sony film Venom mm. in tw- that came out in 2018 last week. I went to the premiere night of it. Yeah, um, I I cannot remember a time in my life where I've been so enthralled and supportive of something that I still don't know if I like it <laughs> or not. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. Venom. Venom is many things. Yeah. Uh, it's the best movie from 1997. <laughs> yeah. That I've ever seen <laughs> while simultaneously being the best movie from 2005 mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. It is a horror film yet also the year's greatest romantic comedy <laughs> between yes. Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy <laughs> with a gravelly voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I Tom Hardy and I, Tom Hardy's voice were filtered. Yeah. Tom 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 Hardy deserves every Oscar statue. Like everybody who has an Oscar sitting in their house should be required by law to mail it to Tom Hardy <laughs> yeah. for the performance that he gives, which I think literally like it single-handedly takes the movie from being like C movie garbage yeah, to being something that is quite possibly one of my favorite things that I've seen this year. Really? Yeah. Um, Tom Hardy is a tour de force in this. Matt, I, I, I want to give you the honors um, yeah. and pe- people who are listening I, I want to preface this by saying that A, we are going to talk about things that happen yes. in the movie. Yeah. But I also, B, want to follow that up with you knowing exactly what happens in this movie will not take away any of your enjoyment from going and seeing Tom Hardy perform the actions that we are going to describe. Great. Yeah, it's it's really... the the the. And I say this from the most loving way possible. The plot does not matter in this movie. I. Yeah. I couldn't draw like. Like if I was a a gritty like Philadelphia detective, I would be unable to connect like all of the plot points. Yeah. With a red with a red piece of yarn. Yeah. Yeah. No. This this case would go unsolved for for the rest of my mortal life. (laughs) Um, It doesn't make a lick of sense <laughs> at any point. No. Um, 
it's like three different movies like each act it oh, is basically like yes a i different, agree like genre. it's like the episodes of futurama where they do like the anthologies where it's like a different plot like in between each commercial break yes like that's what this movie feels like it feels like three movies that somebody just duct taped <laughs> together yeah um put like a little stan lee cherry on top <laughs> and Great. just like sent it to movie theaters everywhere and said we you did can it. watch this this yeah. is it yeah like th- this is all that we have um yes a sony movie yeah that is unclear with its plot i'm really not surprised eh. uh i want to be upfront with this about venom the film that i saw last night and that i loved it <laughs> I want to be very clear that I had such a good time watching Tom Hardy do shit on a screen. It was incredible. Uh, with um CGI from 2006. <laughs> it's it's uh, so bad. It literally looks like the CGI from the first Fantastic Yeah, if you film. if you put the Silver Surfer in there, I'd be like, yeah, that's true. yeah, he does belong there. He he makes sense right there. He's goop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's so hard in like the Transformers movies. They're not good. Not no. at all. But like, it's so hard to be a movie that blends live action yes. and CG yes. in like a post Transformers like film, mm. like industry because those movies like. Uh, it's, it, we're, we're, we're in a, in a, uh, an uh, a A M B T F era, which is uh, after Michael Bay Transformers era <laughs> <laughs> of um, CGI and film, um, a CGI and action film. Yeah, I I just I just don't know what they were trying to accomplish. Like they they were going for a look, yes. which is commendable, mm-hmm. but that look is just it's just not good. It's just, but it doesn't have to be good. For it to be lovable, exactly, it very yeah. much was lovable, and I'm yes. gonna, and I'm going to like I've said this word, like I've talked to a couple people about this movie before the podcast already, and I wanted to save talking about it with Greg until we got to the podcast. But the the word for that, like I felt for this movie, and I felt it. It was like very evocative of this feeling. It was lovable. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the dynamic that that Eddie Brock and Venom have is incredible i loved it so much it's so weird and great um and i have a lot of theories <laughs> that i will say later on i think it's episode. it's the best jekyll and hyde movie yes that i've ever seen except they're simultaneously both jekyll and both yes hyde. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like it's it's a mess and and like matt said like it's so lovable yeah i literally like i did not stop grinning like leaving the theater for at least five minutes like just as i was absolutely blown away by like yeah just the fact that this movie exists in the year 2018 (laughs) it's 
and I saw like, and I saw, and you you said this, and I saw like like a a, a headline is like, is the best movie? It's the best movie in two thousand four to come out to twenty to come out in twenty eighteen, and it truly does, and it truly did, it truly did feel like that in the best way possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's God, uh, so like venom it's like you have eddie brock mm. who is a journalist and he's just like i'm a goofy guy i'm from new york and i moved to san francisco for my girlfriend who is a uh a a lawyer lawyer yeah yeah and like they have like they're, they're like it's it's weird because he's a journalist who like does like exposing uh pieces on he, he's, corrupt stuff he, he's like a vice yes journalist yeah like like pretty much like they they show like a montage of him at the beginning from like the Eddie Brock show. Yes. And it literally, it looks like, I, I don't know if either of you have seen documentary now. No. Uh, mm-hmm. On IFC uh, with Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. It's phenomenal. Um, it's like an anthology series that spoofs different famous documentaries. Okay. Hmm. And that sounds great. They, it's very funny. It's very good. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, they have an episode where they spoof like vice. Yeah. Basically. And if you showed me like a side by side of the intro to the Eddie Brock show and documentary now's intro making fun of Vice's intros, they're the same video. Yes. Really? Like it's it's literally like the same like montage of like seven different like video windows like yeah just showing eddie like walking around and like saying oh this oh see the situation it's fucked up yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, just saying something like mean to like some some random person like (laughs) he just has like a nice interview and then he's like what about like you murdering children and he just plays like a dumb like over the top like orchestral (laughs) like (laughs) score like hit as it goes uh, something that to go along the lines of uh, the uh, 2004 movie in 2018 uh, it the movie tried really really hard to like show that it was in 2018 for sure yes uh, and they uh, during the Eddie Brock like intro where it has seven different things going on there was like a, there was a, a pride march there there was a uh, this is what democracy looks like like uh march for our lives kind of deal wow. kind of poster it was just like this is like this is modern they talk they say i at least once in the movie they said yeah the world the, the we're gonna be we're gonna use up all the planets and resources in 10 years and the planet's gonna die in 10 years which is something that kind of came out recently this yeah, week it came is, out after the film yeah because yeah, it's come out this past week so sony predicted the future but uh, like right as the future was happening yeah uh and uh, it was just like yeah this movie is it's in 2018 eddie brock has a sony phone don't forget it oh because like when he he there's a scene where he puts his uh, a phone down on the table and like the sony like holographic like text on his phone it's just like it's like illuminated it's like this is a sony phone oh. this is a sony film baby every tech in this film is sony and another uh if i know we're taking it into like kind of a not great like kind of winding path right here but i thought i I thought a lot of the pride product placement in the movie was kind of funny like or ida yeah was a product placement like a couple times a a central i i don't know if to the plot definitely to character yes like a central point of venom's character yes i'm 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 not joking yeah i i feel like all the things that i'm saying could equally have been like 
on a podcast leading up to the release of Venom where yeah. people give their like most wild predictions <laughs> for like what the movie could be. A central part of Venom's character is that to get him to not want to eat people. Yes. Eddie Brock instead feeds him bags of still frozen or Ida tater tots. That happens in... No, don't forget, this happens, like, it happens at the, it's at the very beginning when he, ha, when he, when he has, or the very beginning of when Venom is, is living inside of him. He uh, eats a bunch of frozen tater tots. There's a second scene where he burns a bunch of Orida chicken nuggets yes. in a toaster oven <laughs> yeah. before, uh, like, uh, a team comes in to try to, like, kill Eddie Brock to get the symbiote out of him. And, uh... Later on, like at the end of the movie, uh, near the end of the movie, where Venom says, uh, uh, and he's like, "Oh, we, you can't, you can't eat people." And Venom's like, "What can I eat?" Or like, "What, what can I eat?" Then? <laughs> what can I eat? Then? Good. And he's like, "I want tater tots." <laughs> he literally, Tom, Tom, Tom Hardy is walking through a San Francisco, San Francisco Chinatown like bodega. Yeah, and. <laughs> literally is like speaking to venom as if they're like college roommates and he's like well what do you want to eat and venom is just just puts on his gravelly serious venom voice and just goes tater tots and chocolate (laughs) (laughs) and and that's it that's literally the seat it's them walking through the bodega yeah and venom is there it's literally a scene with tom hardy and venom going grocery shopping yeah like that is the type of like weird like slice of life filmmaking that you get from a movie which as as eddie brock eloquently puts it in the film is about a man with one of those things up his asshole uh and and we need to and this is where one of my like I did see a Tumblr text post on this, but also uh, I completely agree with it. Uh, and from all, there is a lot of evidence in the movie that uh, whenever the symbiote is with Tom Hardy, uh, it has um, uh, the symbiote has his uh, dick up his uh, uh, Eddie Brock's ass. That's for sure. That's, that's canon. That's intimate. Uh, he says, uh, oh, it's. This thing's up my ass, and the villain of the movie also has a symbiote later on, and he says, oh, it's up your ass, too. The fact that he says up your ass very specifically like that is, I don't think that's a figure of speech. I think, I it's, think it's much more yeah, literal than that's, looks, th- it this, looks. This, this, film, this film is a, a Stanley Kubrick-esque, you know, in, endeavor, you know, no, no, no set piece is, you know, even inches out of place. No, no piece of dialogue was just written by you know a room of 12 sony executives that didn't really care about anything but printing money yeah um and you know what one of them raised their hand and said hey my 12 year old laughed once when i said that somebody had something up their ass uh and then all 11 other people just nodded and went that's what the youths want (laughs) (laughs) and then they wrote it down yeah uh so would, yes. you, would you say that Venom and uh, Eddie Brock have like a intimate relationship? Oh, they sure do. Um, Venom has like a plan to like eat 
the world with his friends, but he's a loser from his planet, I guess, which he literally in his words says, I'm a loser from my planet. Uh, do you think they, do you think they're king shaming him for his vor kink? Vor, we're going to skip br- that. We're going to brush past that yeah, and okay. go with what I was going to say, uh, which is that Venom has a plan in the movie to go like use up the planet's resources and go find hosts and stuff with his buddies. And then he says, you know what? My cha- plans are going to change because I want to be with you, Eddie Brock. That's sweet. Um, Venom and Eddie Brock are in love. So and that's and they are, and then yeah. and that's the reason why Greg said this was like like weirdly a romantic comedy. It's, in, it's incredible. It's so so. This is essentially like one of the first like major superhero queer relationships. Uh, Venom, I guess so because. Venom could like technically be non-binary because he's not in our gender system. I'm putting way too much thought um, into this. So here's a thing that I do have to point out that Venom did not inhabit just one person in this movie. He mm-hmm. also uh, inhabited Anne. Annie, what was her name? Do you remember? It, yeah, Anne. Uh, and who's, who's Eddie's ex-girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and when Venom did inhabit her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom had tits in an ass because you know it's a it's a now he's inhabiting a woman so mm-hmm. you have to have the alien boobs in there. Yeah, it's so overdone. Did it was so ridiculous. I, I literally i i i think i i think i audibly groaned. No, like in no, the theater when yeah. the camera panned over, I was just like, Ugh, no, like, like, wh- like why? Uh, yeah, me, me, why are we yeah, doing this? me, and my friend Kylie went to go see it, and we like just started laughing. When that happened, it was just like, oh, okay. And then, of course, the very next thing that happens is that um, Tom Hardy makes out with the symbiote. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, uh, and it, it's, again, it's like a plot point where the symbiote to transfer <laughs> itself yes. back to Eddie Brock crosses over Anne's tongue yeah. into Eddie's tongue and then Eddie becomes Venom again. Yes. This happened. It happened in the movie. Uh I, I saw on Twitter, I heard Greg say it, that uh, that um, Eddie Brock and uh, Venom do make out in the movie, and it was not anything that I was expecting whatsoever, and that's the exact point I'm saying. We're talking about things that do happen in the movie, but us saying this is absolutely unparalleled to actually seeing the movie. <laughs> it is nowhere this is, near as good as th- watching this it is not <laughs> This is not a call to action, but it's kind of a call to action. Go fucking see, <laughs> go see Venom. Like, it it was one of the most, like, enjoyable. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much. Like, movie-going experiences that I have had in a while. And I think it was because I didn't really expect anything from it. So I just kind of got to, like, switch off. Yeah. Because I, like, I work primarily in audio, but I also work as a filmmaker. Yeah. So a lot of times it's hard for me to like go to the movies and not get wrapped up in kind of like technical stuff that I see or like stuff like whether it be good or bad. Right. Mm. Like I tend to get distracted, but I literally, I was my, my brain was flatlining throughout this entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> and literally I cannot thank the Sony executives enough for reminding me what it's like to watch a film as a boy again, <laughs> instead of a man. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I assume that's kind of like like oh, 
you do theater a bunch and then you go see a show and you're just looking for things. You yeah, just yeah like, exactly. Ooh. Oh, exactly. Uh, you can you can see like past one of the cur- the, the curtain legs and you're just like, oh, I can see that one. I wonder if that can be yeah. used for. That's gonna be, yeah. I, I I totally get what you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, Not this y- though. No, your your brain fucking flatlined. And I love that you used those words because. <laughs> They they hooked me up to an MRI and it's just a blank screen. And it was like <laughs> throughout this movie, it was, it was whatever like six whatever me- megahertz and whatever it is to kill the venom. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I love they, how it's such a specific weakness. And they say it over and over. It's like the number. It's, yeah, it's the clunkiest like dialogue that I've ever heard. Like movies in general have an issue with like. How do I provide deliver, information? How do I ex- expe- uh, yeah, yeah, expositional like, information? How, how do I provide exposition or any sort of background information without making it clunky in the dialogue? Yes, they did. They didn't care. No, they they, they they were just like we're going to have several people throughout the course of this movie specifically say that frequencies from the range of four to six kilohertz really hurt the symbiote like they say it over and over like they'll just be talking to each other like normal people yeah uh, like like not even like it first comes from like scientists so it's like eh, you get like a half pass yeah but then like Anne and like other just like random people like normal people who are yeah. not scientific at all are just like discussing like frequency ranges and stuff like in their normal conversation uh and they do and they are aware that that is weird and that is funny and really clunky because uh, like there's a scene where uh, Anne is taking Eddie uh, and the Venom to the hospital so yes. he can get like checked out uh, by Anne's new boyfriend who is a doctor. Great. Yes. Uh, and uh, the Venom says to Eddie in his head like 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 Anne, Anne asks like what what hurts the venom like what's up and he's like he's like frequencies from four to six kilohertz <laughs> it's like it's empire. yeah <laughs> yeah I'm I'm <clears throat> so I'm just really glad that the symbiotes use the same measurement units that we do yeah no okay so I have I have like a head, I have a head kind of theory about that 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 okay so it's like. Maybe if you're watching the movie and you're just like, you want, I'm gonna just have not have fun and just not suspend disbelief mm-hmm. and say, how come the symbiotes speak English? And there's and if you're they're inhabiting the body of a person who speaks yeah. English, so therefore they can use their like thoughts, their like m- their mind's voice in order yeah. to talk to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's my kind of guess with that one about which, why, which makes sense. Yeah, uh, there. This is just like a fun little. Um, Matt's going to talk about science for exactly 45 seconds and, so let's, and we're just going to say it. So, uh, you know, when you have like your, your, your own voice inside your head when you're like mm-hmm. reading something or you're thinking like, okay, this is what I got to do today. Yeah. And you're kind of, you kind of hear your own voice in your own head. Uh, that's actually, that, that is, that behavior is also paired with, um, uh, micro movements of your throat as if you were talking, but mm-hmm. you're not actually speaking out loud. Uh, so my like little headcanon theory is that uh, the symbiote use can can engage those muscles in your throat to make you have those thoughts, and that's like the that's like the the voice of the symbiote in your head. That's cool. That's that's my headcanon, everybody. Matt just put forty five 
more seconds of thought into that than the Venom writers. <laughs> Probably. And he really, he deserves all the praise in the world for that. Was that 45 seconds? Because I tried to make yeah, it. Yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, cool, great. great. Cool. Uh, what else? Um, I, th- I Another headcanon that I have is that the symbiote and the host uh, do develop some sort of romantic relationship as a benefit for both the host and the parasite so that they can both keep each other alive. Because if they have that those feelings towards each other, they have more of an effort and more of a reason to try to keep themselves as safe as possible. See, I, I kind of have a different uh, headcanon theory about the like how the relationship works between yes. the symbiote and the parasite or the, the host. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, and we'll talk about parasite suit and the word the word parasite. Don't worry. Great. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I also I, I just feel like because like. I, I researched the lore of like Venom in the comics. Yeah. And it's like, I, d- it, I purposely did not do that. Cause I wanted to have as much fun in this movie as I could continue. Fair. Um, but like apparently the, this, like the symbiote species was created as a parasite for different species. And it's like, we, we see it a lot of times where like parasites that are for like, cats or dogs will some somehow cross over into humans. I'm also putting a lot of science into this. I'm sorry. Um, and, it like the the parasite is like i don't know how to work this new host and so it just kind of fucks around in there yeah. and hopes for the best it just kind of pu- like like pull some cranks and turns some and like pull some chains and just like see what's in here and like and that, and, and that does hap that does happen in the movie because like the the symbiote's trying to figure out how to use the human's body he's like gyrating all over the round it's like it's it, it's it's funny it's really good so it, i just think like that's interesting that's it is good, good evolution yeah it's so good. Parasite. Parasite. Parasite in this movie is used as a slur. And it just... It just blows me away. <laughs> it's just... There, there, There's like a recurring... Like three or four times. Like three or four times where Eddie and Venom will fight each other over either Eddie using the word parasite or just other people referring to venom as a parasite in a a very um tyler durden-esque way yes (laughs) yeah um yeah it's just it's just insane um there's this like the one of the first times he calls it a parasite like he is looking eddie's looking at his reflection in like a car in an alley and Mm. he sees the venom's reflection and he calls him a parasite and venom like throws eddie who is inside the venom is inside of eddie and he yeah. throws him and sticks him to the wall inside of the alley yeah and he's just like he's just kind of like fuck you <laughs> and he he will not let him move and no. there are like armed drones and like soldiers <laughs> coming to attack him and it's literally like a mildly intimate character moment yes where <laughs> venom has to explain to Eddie how he has offended him and they have to have a making up or Venom is just going to let Eddie get riddled with bullets. And then immediately uh, a like a drone flies at Eddie and the Venom uh, and Venom has to like save Eddie. And it's just like, look at that. Oh, They've made up. They've made up. They did it. They did it, everyone. Just roll the credits. We we love uh, a relationship that develops. I, and it does. It truly does. It really, it re- it really yeah. does. Uh, something that I th- the only part that of movie of the movie that I just straight up did not like was the um, riot versus venom fight. 
Yeah. Just, um, I, I, hate, yeah. I hate just like, and I know it's like you're going to see an action movie, so you're going to see an act like a, a cl- climactic, air quotes, climactic final fight, fight scene. Yeah. Final fight scene. And those are 100% of the time boring for me in any movie uh, because yeah. if I don't care about the villain at all and I only care about the hero a little bit, but I only, so it's not going to, it. that's just not going to happen. It's yeah. just not going to happen. I'm not going to care. And uh, uh, I thought it was interesting how Venom tells Eddie, it's just like, the riot has weapons. And I was just like, okay, sure. I wonder what that's going to be later on. And they have a fight and... Th- Riot's Riot is another symbiote in the movie, and I think it's funny how their names are Riot and Venom. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, Riot's like hands turn into axes. It's just like why can't Venom do that? Mm. It's not explained. Yeah, it's not because like Venom can bend his body also can't do that. Just using his goopy body to make a shield. Yeah, he can like swing himself around a telephone pole to sling himself forward. It's like why can't you just make your hands into axes? You dumb, dumb goop. There's no real reason. No, that's okay. But it's fine. It's fine. The um, only, yeah, yes, Riot was the only part I didn't like about the movie. It's weird because the villain throughout the film is pretty good. Yeah. And it, he becomes a worse villain when they give him a symbiote. Yes. Like hmm. he's a super interesting <clears throat> character. Yeah. I think a few months ago, I, I would have called him like an evil Elon Musk. But I think we're almost at the point where we, we can just, just drop say, the evil. Yeah. You can just, just say, say Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I don't want to buy every single car that that man makes. Right. But I'm also saying that uh, I don't think that it's unreasonable to think that he might view himself a little too similarly to how they portray Carlton Drake. Yeah. Yes. Who's the Car- Car- antagonist Car- in this Car- film. Carlin? Carlin Drake? Carlton? Car- Carlton. Carlton Drake. Yeah. Uh, Carlton Drake has like I thought it was interesting because immediately what I thought of is Moira from Overwatch hmm. because it doesn't really care about life at all and would, would stop at nothing to uh, like use life in order to get progress in science like they're beyond ethics yeah. they just want scientific progress yeah um, yeah they, they, they just put Elon Musk uh, in, in, in a movie yeah. Uh, I. But yeah. I. One of the funniest scenes in the movie was they were they doing testing on the symbiote like early on in the movie and like the symbiote like uh, inhabits a small rabbit as a host. Yes. And then Carlton Drake says, "Yeah, so we're ready for human testing now." <laughs> and I laughed in the theater because I thought that was just like making a, a a villain character like that so much of like a parody of the archetype of that villain was just yeah. so funny to me. Um. Yeah, he he has a bunch of he has a bunch of like great scenes, like in his lab. He he has one where they bring in the first like human. Yes. Oh my God, Isaac, (laughs) um, whose name is Isaac, and he understandably doesn't want a a giant gelatinous ball of alien DNA. Yeah. To forcefully insert itself into his body. Yeah. Right. And Drake gives him this like speech where he's like. (laughs) <laughs> ah like your name's a biblical name it's like when god asked abraham to like sacrifice his son like isaac and you to know, get like, all of israel yeah yeah and like it was great and for some reason this man isaac i i don't know if he just doesn't know how that story like yeah he's just so confused how, how it like comes off yeah like in the way that drake is delivering it but he's just like oh 
yeah, sure. Put that big old goop inside of me and then dies almost instantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like the, the acting is like surprisingly really good from like most of the yeah. people. Tom, Tom Hardy is giving a fucking masterclass in acting in whatever genre in 20 years we ultimately figure out this film is. Great. Um, but like Riz Ahmed who plays Carlton Drake um, like does a super good job. Like I had only seen him in uh, like kind of smaller roles. Uh, he's a Nightcrawler yeah. uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal which is phenomenal. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's about like the 24 hour news cycle mm. culture Ooh. Uh, where like uh, Riz Ahmed and Jake Gyllenhaal's characters are basically people who go to like horrific crime scenes in LA like film them and then like sell it to like network news oh wow like, um it's super interesting that's super uh, interesting it's yeah Jake Jake Gyllenhaal gives a legitimate master class uh in uh like dramatic like acting uh in it it's wonderful it's so good um, that's, it's so good of a concept i really want to watch that yeah yeah uh, it's it's good it provides a nice commentary without being ham-fisted <laughs> james cameron's avatar um <laughs> yeah. sorry about that i yeah. had a slight cough yeah uh, and also remembered how much i dislike james cameron's avatar but anyways yeah <laughs> uh i really liked how for tom hardy's acting choice of just like after his life goes to shit He's drunk all the time. He certainly is. It's great. Um, there is a scene, and it's my it's pr- one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think is when it's like one of the first days. It's like one of the. It's not the first day, but one of the first days that uh, Tom, uh, excuse me, uh, Eddie Eddie Brock. I almost said Tom Hardy because we're talking about the characters here. So I'm not they might as well be one and the same. That's true. Uh, That's Tom Hardy has the symbiote inside of him, uh, <laughs> and it's one of the first days he has it. And he goes into um, a fancy restaurant where his. Uh, uh, ex-girlfriend Anne uh, and her new boyfriend uh, are there having dinner and he's just like I just broke into the life lab <laughs> uh, I have to like specify that when he walks in there is a tank of live lobsters and I'm just like the, oh, the I, camera the camera pans over it far too slowly for it to just be a Chekhov's gun it's a Chekhov's like it's Chekhov's it's Chekhov's cannon. Abraham's tank like, <laughs> so it's like and I, 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 I was really cool. Like every single scene had a Chekhov's gun in this movie. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it was just, it was, just, it was just like really cool, obvious Chekhov's gun. So, uh, anyway, they got, they got the big old tank of, of lobsters. He walks in, he's sweating, he's having a very bad time. He walks over to Anne, and he's, just, and he, and he's like, I've broken into the lab. Uh, I think I'm sick. Uh, and he just starts eating everybody's food at the restaurant. <sighs> <laughs> And then at the at the end of the scene, like he like climbs into the lobster tank and just starts eating all the lobsters in the tank, and he's just like, "I gotta go see a doctor." It is it, it's it is so good. It is easily the best like scene in the entire film, in my opinion. And it's, I think it's the best it showing is, of of Tom Hardy's acting is for this. For this, so funny. Like it, it's almost at the point where I. I thought that I was watching The Mask with Jim Carrey. Oh my really? god! During, during oh my that god. scene, it is a little like that is the the levels of physical comedy that Tom Hardy achieves in this scene 
specifically like the lobster gag and he plays it completely straight yes the entire time it's so funny yeah oh my god it's so funny <laughs> i i can't stop thinking about it like no he no the funniest one of the funniest lines in that scene was somebody has lobster on their plate and he bites into it he says no i want it alive uh, this is a dead lobster he he, he bite he bites like a ribeye steak and venom, <laughs> yeah. venom forces him to spit it out and goes this is dead and then he just has to keep eating things try to figure out what's alive in this <laughs> restaurant and he finds it and it's the tank of live like of like 20 live lobsters <laughs> and he just starts like cracking shells like while they are just alive no, no, eat, eat, in the sh- tank eating it's, shells yeah it's like wild yeah yeah it's god i um, loved this movie so much you, like honestly like we we've said it we've said it at least two or three times but like even if you think that you can visualize tom hardy running around a restaurant eating everyone's food and then climbing into a tank of live lobsters <laughs> you cannot even hope to imagine half of what goes on in this whirlwind of a hellscape of a film that I love with my entire big old heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, Ma- oh, yeah. Do, do you think that we'll see more of uh, event? Do you do you want to talk about about little orphan Annie, uh, who who shows up? Uh, you know, uh, the Wendy's mascot uh, who shows up at the end of this film during the <laughs> mid credits scene. There's. Like he, it's car, Carnage. Is that Carnage? Yeah. Mm. So I don't know who Carnage is, but thematically, bad. I know I know the word Carnage is no, just bad he's character. he's another symbiote. Yeah. That's what I figured bad. because yeah. it has the same theme. It has the same like thematic name as Venom and, and, and Riot. Riot. Yeah, Carnage. It's just like all like edgy names for bad things happening. Yeah. It it is relevant as we say things like edgy names for bad things to to remind and or inform people that the entire symbiote like character line was invented in the nineties. Yes. And boy howdy, they're literally still the most nineties ass things There's that so Marvel has kicking it, around. Absolutely. That's that's totally true. <laughs> uh I There's gonna be more Venom movies. There are. How do how do how do we know this? Who who appears who appears on screen in a in a red savers wig? It's uh, to tell us. It's it's Woody fucking Harrelson, baby. Woody Woody Harrelson, in he, he's on screen the least amount of like like pretty much most characters yeah. who aren't extras in this film. He still gets eighth billing somehow for just showing up for this mid credit scene. I literally, I was counting. Uh, he gets eighth billing for just popping up and giving really just like a minute and a half of the most like we live in a society ass dialogue. <laughs> yeah, we certainly do live in a society. We sure do. <laughs> and, oh my God. If Woody Harrelson's Cletus Cassidy, uh, AKA Carnage. Yeah. Uh, and Jared Leto's Joker had, had, a, had a baby. Like, the sheer levels of living in a society that that baby would reach would rip the space-time continuum in half. 
Good. Uh, Alex has a theory about Spider-Man Three. Like, okay, no, 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 no. Like, talk like I'm, the Sam Raimi oh, Spider-Man no. Three. I'm talking about the third Spider-Man movie that's going to have t- uh, uh, with Tom Holland. With Tom Holland in it. Could you go for that, please? I completely forget this theory. It's the one where it's just like Venom's going to be, or the or Marvel or Disney is going to buy Venom. Oh. Oh yeah. So I kind of I kind of have this like I I don't know it like basically trajectory of everything that happens for Spider-Man in a film sense. So you have the like the first step is like have it be in Sam Raimi. Cuz you just got to like Sam Raimi owns Spider-Man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second step in this process is have a shitty Sony movie about it, which like s- happened with the Amazing Spider-Man. Venom, even though it's not shitty, like content-wise, plot-wise, kind of, it wasn't a film. Uh, yeah, essentially, it's an experience. Yeah, it's a a four D experience. Oh, and that fourth dimension is love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to call podcast continuity. Bringing up four D movies. 4D yeah, movies. yeah. Um, and then the third and final step is Marvel's just finally like, you know what? It's ours now. And they just somehow get the rights for it. So this is going to be the second Spider-Man three in history to have the Venom and Spider-Man interact. Oh uh, yeah. I have I'm a so full excited. theory. I have full, full theory that like after far from home, Spider-Man's just going to show up in a bunch of movies similar to how Iron Man did and Captain America. And then third movie is finally going to come out and it's just like oh hey here's Venom we're in the same universe baby it's time for Eddie Brock to go to Queens for some reason he's going back home he's going back home home uh, Spider-Man 3 homecoming 2 (laughs) (laughs) Eddie's back baby (laughs) coming coming to a theater near you Eddie's back, baby. Do, so, do you really think this film, like, if Marvel wanted to, like, the Marvel could just be like, you know what, it's ours now? Like, do you think that can happen? I think that's what was going to happen. Oh, but Venom, Venom made two hundred and five million dollars in its opening weekend. So you know what? That's as much as like the kind of like mid or lower tier like Marvel openings make. So like wh- I, that's super equi- similar to uh, what like Ant-Man and the Ant-Man, Wasp that, that was like say, made yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how many of those, those views were well-intentioned or if they were kind of like mine where I specifically was going with a group of friends cause I thought it would be terrible Yeah, and ended up loving it. But either way, uh, like it had 205 the opening weekend and I think the budget, if I remember correctly, was only a hundred million. Yeah. So this thing is just printing money for them. Yeah. Right now. So I don't know. Like I think they're in a good place. That being said, I don't know if like me talking about how bad Woody Harrelson looks in the yeah. mid credit scene, and it, also talking about so bad. like what a bad like weird performance he delivers. I really. I, I do not at all want to see Woody Harrelson's interpretation of Cletus Cassidy in Venom 2. I want to just be one of those things, be like, we're going to do a Howard the Duck movie soon and not do it. Um, Kind of thing for Marvel. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, there, uh, there's a Marvel phone game, uh, called Contest of Champions. That's just like that uh, is the most generic name. I've yeah, heard in my it, entire it's life. just like a 2.5D like fighting game. That's just like a ripoff of like Injustice and stuff okay, like sure. that. Fair. Um, <laughs> they released a character uh, this month, um, and the Venom movie isn't a Marvel movie, so they didn't do. And obviously, Venom's already in the game. So, like, they didn't do a big Venom release. Right. So, they, they were just going through the files uh, at, the, at the big old office uh, yep. for Marvel. And they said, hey, what's, like, a Venom collaboration that we, like, don't have yet? And I'm not kidding when I say that what they came up with was one really good thing. We'll start with that. Um, a uh, Doctor Strange like bonded with the symbiote that's character. That's the strongest thing in the universe. Yeah, it literally is. Yeah, um, super cool. And then the, the venom, worst... the venom using Doctor Strange's powers to like, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Uh, and then the worst thing that they've ever invented. <gasps> please, please, please let oh. it be Venom the Duck. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh. like, I swear to God, Gregory, if you fucking say it's the symbiote bonded with Howard the Duck. <laughs> It's so bad. It's it's so bad. I would rather see a Venom the Duck movie than see Woody Harrelson even <laughs> even I, I don't even want to see a picture of Woody Harrelson like visiting the actors in Venom 2 like on set. Mm. Like no. No. I want Howard. <laughs> I swear to god, Sony, if you make a Howard the Duck Venom movie, that would be the only thing that's more surreal the venom one yeah yeah that's correct the only thing yeah it's gonna be hard the car- to top this yeah. carnage carnage in venom 2 wouldn't make it more surreal it would just make it bad mm. but howard the duck yeah I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i yeah. feel like venom 2 has two tra- trajectories yes. either like a deadpool 2 where it's literally just the same exact thing as the first movie with some different characters i hope to god that it's not um and how Disney deals with Deadpool after the Disney Fox merger is kind of going to be like how Disney will deal with like the Sony eventually buying all of it merger with Venom. And so, and that'll be a fun thing to see. Yeah. What's up? Go see Venom. Yeah, oh, if, if, if you haven't, like, if 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 we if we if us talking for, uh, I know that we haven't been talking about Venom the whole time, but if us talking about how much we love this goofy ass movie, I'm so scared. For Fifty-eight minutes. Oh God! Does God. not show you how much we enjoyed Venom. Like I, I can't put into words, like. Yeah, like this past like month, like not calendar month uh, necessarily, but like September leading into October uh, has given us Spider-Man PS4, great, which is a phenomenal, amazing uh, piece of media. There is a place in Venom that looked exactly like one of the first things in Spider-Man. You have like the the building where it's like it's like a bunch of floors and they have a bunch of glass like fences. Fisk Tower. Fisk yeah. Tower. Yeah. That was a lo- uh, that was a, a place that looked like something in the Venom movie. There was a Venom movie and I was oh. just like, oh shit, that's Fisk Towers. And I didn't know what the uh, name of it was and I was going to say. You know what? Actually, uh, when when Eddie is interviewing Carlton Drake 
Yes. In the Life Foundation. Yes. Like they have all those glass like walkways yes. in between the two halves of the it building. Exactly like that it. looks exactly like Fist Tower. Oh, you mentioned it. By the way, Life Foundation, that reminded me, uh, Carlton Drake says to Eddie, have a nice life. And yes. that was the cheesiest, most funny thing. It's that so Carlton good. Because he works, he made something called the Life Foundation. He says, have a nice <laughs> life. And then Eddie says it to him when at the end Carlton when Drake. he kills him by putting him in a rocket to, to space that he explodes. By raking his big old venom claws down like the fuel tank of the spaceship. Yikes. Uh, you gotta go see Venom, people. Uh, yeah, you, you, you gotta do it. None you, of us talking about this will <laughs> substitute for us. There's no substitute. It. Yeah, you two have convinced me to go see it. It's I, yeah. so good. I have a day off tomorrow. I mean, yeah. You, you, see it. you could always pirate it, in other words. I mean, like. I, I don't advocate for that as someone who works in the entertainment industry. Yeah, we're, don't go pay twelve fifty and go see Venom. I mean, that was my there original plan was just for <coughs> to like come out on DVD and then like the HD quality to yeah. come out. And but you know what? I guess I'll give Sony yeah. my money. Absolutely, yeah. Give Tom Hardy your money. Give, yeah, yeah, that's if, right. Give if, Tom Hardy if, your money. If Tom Hardy and Jenny Slate put if Tom Hardy put his Venmo username on Twitter and said, "Hey." Instead of paying to see Venom in a theater, you can just Venmo me directly. I would do that because he deserves it. Everybody go see Sony's 2018 film Venmo. Venmo. Please. Go see Venmo. Go see Venmo. Go see Venmo. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Anything else that the people need to know? uh, What people need to know is people need to know our gosh dang Twitter handles. So... You can follow us on Hardly T. Yeah, at Hardly T on Twitter. We'll tweet out the episode link this week, we swear. Yep. Because we didn't last week. We that's what we got. Last week. We got We've, five views. We got busy. Listens. Yeah. We got busy. We got busy. Biz. Oh, boy. We're, 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 bring we're, it, we're, we're right back around. We're working on our business skills. Yes. Um, I want to let you know, Greg, that every time I post something on my Snapchat with a caption, business, it's specifically for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know when you post something in your story and you're posting it for exactly one person, but yeah. you're putting it in your story? That's yeah. why. And it's for you. <laughs> Business is for you. Business. <laughs> Matt, where can they follow you? Uh, still 420 Hazen. Mm, yeah. Greg, where can they follow you? I'm at Gregory P. Mahan. Gregory P. Mahan. And what you at, Alex? I am at Wedge Fry. And Tom Hardy's at Tom Hardy. Hopefully. I think. Where's, where's Jimbo? Jimbo. Who... We actually got to like say, we got to get an episode. We got to get four boys. We got to get all four of us. All four boys. Uh, Jimmy Frazier, one, one, one. That's his Twitter handle. The, f- the, the, f- the four of our powers combined <laughs> are, are the entirety of Hardly T. Assembled. Yeah. Hardly T assembled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, in, for what we might want to do in the show is we want to have more guests. We want to have more things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. This was so good. Yeah. I'm so glad we did this together, guys. I'm glad that we did this together. I'm and glad we did this. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody next week yeah. on the next episode of Hardly Tea. Uh, we did it. We did it. The Venom episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.